spider spider on the wall, swinging through the sky. Never dashed in a web like that. Anybody on attack it upon the back. It's seven of the game, so I'm racing, amazing. Find your wanna be, cause I'm blazing, blaze so marvelous. I got a marvel staying, man, that spider's so amazing. Spider spider. This is episode 365 for March 2015. And I'd appreciate your support of this podcast by logging on to our front page of spidermancrawlspace.com and look for a button on the right-hand side that says support this site via PayPal. And you can help us pay for the expensive bandwidth costs that it takes to host 365 episodes. All right, gang, on with the show. Hey, Crawlspacers, time to tackle your dozens of message board questions. Now, we record these uh, generally in about three-hour blocks. And if you heard the news section and the review section, we had JR with us. And you could probably tell JR was a little under the weather. So playing the role of JR tonight will be Zach. <laughs> yes, I get to play JR, the crunch of the old man. Who's you get to be the any question directed to JR, he will play JR. Any question named at Zach, he will play Zach. Which is not hard to play Zach when you are Zach. Okay. We're starting the message board questions off. <clears throat> By the way, people often ask, how do I get a question on this podcast? You go to our, me- our front page, spidermancrawlspace.com. Look for the link that says message board. Uh, generally, about a week before we record these episodes, I put a thread at the very top, and it appears in all the forums. It says, ask the gang a question, and that's how you do it. And evidently, some people are discovering it for the first time because we have some new posters that ask some uh, questions for the first time on this episode. So let's get to a fairly new poster. Frickin' Clown Shoes is the guy's name and his location. He's currently riding Stegron into the battle against a crawlspace panel. Uh, hey, gang, I love the podcast. So with the recent Marvel Secret Wars reboot news, what do you think should be done with Spider-Man in this Marvel Universe-wide reboot, along with his villains in the cast? Thoughts and opinions from everybody. What do you guys think? What should be done? It's already been done. We saw Ultimate Spider-Man reboot in 2000, and it, mm-hmm. it ran for, what, 10 years? And then they reboot, and then they killed off Peter Parker, and then they brought Miles Morales in. Yeah, but they We've rebooted already... it before then, though. That's Ultimate true. Universe has been rebooted, like, what, three times? Yeah, really. There's been three different separate events he, that have been, nothing will ever be the same. Well, anyway. I, think he's refer- I think he's referring to the 616 Spider-Man. True. Uh, and, and I mean, he was rebooted in 1999, a soft reboot. Yeah. That, which was supposed to the, the bastardized love letter to uh, Stan and Steve, as, as John Romita, or John Romita, John Byrne, had called his chapter one storyline, but you're right, Brett. Outside of that, I mean, what, what I don't know really how you can handle in this type of in this environment where you already see how D, how how so it went so well with DC the first, the last time they did a reboot. Here's my suggestion because if you notice, the Marvel heroes have gone off a little bit. Thor can't yield the hammer. Captain America is not really Cap. Falcon's Cap. Uh, the Fantastic Four have broken up, etc. When they reboot this thing, I think they're going to go to their default settings. And when I think of my Spider-Man default, he's a photographer for the Bugle, he struggles with money, and then you take the storyline from there, as opposed to him being a CEO of a company that we never see, with co-workers we never see because he's barely <laughs> his own book. I think, that, I think, if anything, this will take him back to the default Peter Parker that you know they kind of had with Brand New Day a little bit. How many, guys how many times have we gone back to back to basics with Peter Parker? A lot. 
but I, I think he's so far from the default Peter Parker at this point that I think we need to come back more to it. Maybe maybe the scandal with the picture and his name is erased or something like right. that. He, and maybe maybe he could work kind of like the Ultimate Universe Spider-Man did, work on the website of Daily Bugle, or maybe it's now a, it's a news division, isn't it? It's a blo- yeah, it's 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 it more yeah. Do it online. I mean a. It's more like Fox News or something. Right. Or what does Jonah work for now? I, we haven't seen Jonah. No, he works for the Fact Channel. The Fact Channel, okay. The Fox yeah. News ripoff thing. Right, right, right. right. What do you guys think? What do you guys want, Ashley and George, with Secret Wars rebooting Spider-Man, allegedly? I'm not um, sure how I feel about a reboot. I mean, at all. I, yeah. What I've been wanting to see from them for a long time is ever since, you know, the game changer that was Brand New Day... Um, I wanted to see them. It's like, okay, if you're gonna, you know, completely, you know, shatter everyone's world here, see what you can do with that. You know, there are a lot of new um, possibilities to explore. You know, to you know, see what all kind of changes have been made, see the full extent of that. And I feel like that's instead of exploring that and I don't know, actually seeing that story through to its conclusion and beyond, it's just been pushed aside to make room for random new crap. It's like what I've always wanted you know, wanted to see is um the fact that most of the supporting cast in Spider Man has had the past ten, fifteen, however many years of their memories erased somehow based you know, yeah. based on if they knew Peter Parker's identity, if you know, they were you know, close to him and MJ in any way, you know, through their marriage. I mean, just like people like, you know, Flash and um, Felicia and, you know, Harry. How I want them to actually address the fact that they're missing parts of, you know, the the pieces of their identity and how that's affected them. So would th- would this be better to just wipe that whole storyline out and just start fresh with it, like they don't even address it? No. You you want it to continue? Like, okay. You want them to address it? Okay. Even if it's even if it's controversial or crappy or you know, you can still work with it. You can still yeah. make something new out of it. You know, just. Okay. George, what would you like if we reboot Spider Man? Well, obviously, I would like one more day to be completely thrown out the window. Um, yeah. That's not. I, how happy how happy would you be if if that that miniseries that slots are reg- allegedly writing I think he's writing it if it addresses the devil it addre- if if it's undone well would, would you would you praise slot for that no well here's the thing <laughs> okay. well here's here's the thing Brad yeah you have Spider Man fans who want one more day dealt with and gone right but you have marvel who's like well we don't want a married spider-man and what we want is more important than what you want so why don't you go f yourselves <laughs> so literally i mean that's that's the standpoint you know tom Bre- you know tom brever take your medicine it doesn't taste good but you have to take it cuz you're sick you know so what i would want is is i would want one more day to be thrown out the window bring mary jane back and have peter and them you know be a married couple if you want to introduce the kid that's fine I understand if they don't, but, I mean, they've already been hinting at the kid, so I'm like, you know, we've never seen Spider-Man with the kid. Why can't we see that now? It doesn't age the character. There are plenty of young parents across the planet, you know? Yeah. Um, regardless, whatever, we can, we can speculate all we want, what will we like with this, what we like with that. I guarantee you we're not going to be satisfied with what actually happens. No. Uh, because here, here's the thing. What, 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 what rebooting everything should do 
is bring the characters as they should be back into focus and and keep it there for a while. But they won't. Marvel will reinvent itself within six months, and suddenly, you know, Thor will be uh, transgendered. Uh, you know, there will be five Hulks. Uh, you know what I mean? Just all that little side stuff. It's like they're constantly <clears throat> trying to reboot, but then they keep getting away from it. I mean, lickety split. And, yeah. and it's going right. to be to a point now where it's like, well, what was the point of rebooting it in the first place if you're just going to keep screwing it up? Mm-hmm. As long as they have the same people in place, we're going to keep seeing that. I mean, we're going to keep seeing these convoluted, long-ass Hickman lines. We're going to see, mm-hmm. keep seeing you know, this, you know, probably Peter Parker not even being the star of his own damn book. Yeah. I we just need want to see Sabina get out of jail free card. I hate that it's lazy. It's irresponsible. Well, it, it, it's no point. There's no point to it if they're just going to put them right back in jail. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Well, and, and, and my the one thing I, I do want to see, I want to see somebody come in with, with Peter Parker and build, rebuild Peter Parker because Peter Parker the character has been diminished. Oh yeah, great. for several years. We haven't seen Peter for Parker several... in years. Actually, we haven't really? seen Peter Parker really since One More Day. We yeah, have. I mean, I, there's there's been there's been there's been times where I thought we I liked slots run for the most part with Big Time, but as he started getting in the world building with Big Time, it seemed like he got lost in the world building and forgot about Peter Parker. And then they do this big switcheroo with with Ock and Peter. And you're right, we have not seen Peter Parker in two years, and it's it's a damn shame. TNR 105, location half a sleeve of Ritz. Okay, Zach, here's your time to be JR. Uh, JR, what happened to Vulcan and discovering Khan at an earlier point in time? What other ramifications, deviations would you like to see happen in, in future Star, War, Star Trek films? While it's far off and they may not ever explore it on film, the next genera, as we know it, could be completely erased, altered for reasons not involving a Nausicaan. Well, I mean... It's already been previously established. Hey, that, you sound like JR. Do your JR. Oh, okay, my JR. Which is more like Larry King for some reason. So, you know, <laughs> I guess it's because it's, he's under the weather tonight, and so, you know, I'm trying to do my best. We got TNR we got from T- Half a Sleeve of Ritz. <laughs> we got TNR from Half a Sleeve of Ritz. So, uh, we've already established that uh, this new Star Trek is already, you know. This won't get old at all, by the way. <laughs> okay. uh, and and, and uh, ha, t- try to tie this into Spider-Man, not Star Trek. So, uh, so the web, <laughs> the web of time, you know, with with Star Trek, it uh, <laughs> it we we've seen a deviation between between the, the the old reality and the new reality, kind of like Spider Verse. So, um, <laughs> nice, very nice. So uh, we, we we know that the current crew. Is a, is different than the old crew. It's it's similar yet different. Like Ultimate and Six One Six. Exactly. So yeah. we already because by know, God we're going to tie this in the spot. <laughs> exactly. And so we already know that there's a good possibility that next generation crew doesn't even exist. It is. It probably has been away from from continuity because it hasn't happened yet because we haven't seen it yet. All so, right. Oh, it's very good. Thank you, Jr. Zach. Uh, George, if Marvel characters would take part in the Cannonball Run, 
<laughs> the cannonball run. What would the teams be, and who would come out on top? And what sort of crazy shenanigans would ensue? Cap and Bucky disappearing in a car chair caused by Baron Zemo, Peter getting delayed in a spider buggy, and having to pick up Aunt May's eggs along the way. Who Who is the band? I mean, who is playing Burt Reynolds? Okay, well, first of all, we've already established long ago on a, on a podcast like two, three years ago. We've had this question before. Well, well, no, it was like who you know, like I, I we were doing message boards. I don't know if anybody asked us specifically, but Bailey and I cast like Smokey and the Bandit with Marvel characters. I remember that, um, I remember. and I think we said Stegron was was Snowman, and um, I forget <laughs> I forget who was the Bandit, but uh, Moda or uh, uh, Buford T. Justice. Ashley, do you have any idea what we're talking about? I have no idea. Okay, have you ever seen Smokey and the Bandit? I have not. <laughs> okay. It'll like make Cannibal. so much more sense if you do. All right. Cannonball Run, have you seen that one? No. Okay. Any Burt Reynolds we wanna, so If we want to get back, we can reconvene in about an hour and a half. I can go watch it, and then we can do this question. <laughs> there are that so many everyone. good movies that you're missing out on. I know. Burt Reynolds classics. Yeah. When I adopt you, I'm going to make sure that, that you can watch all this. <laughs> That's okay. terrifying. Now. Oh. Huh? <laughs> Help. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to make me watch the movie. <laughs> no, that's a good thing. Okay, anyway, so... You we'll want to like go outside. <laughs> oh, man. So we, we established on a previous podcast that Buford T. Justice and his son, Junior, uh, would be like uh, would be like MODOK. <laughs> and uh, I think we... I can't remember who else we said, but like MODOK was Buford T. Justice. And the blob, maybe. I don't know. So anyway... Um, it's funny. TNR, I, I thought a lot about this, as you, oh, wow. which may surprise you because I am a huge, obviously, as my message board avatar. Ashley, have you seen my message board avatar? Burt Reynolds, baby. That's Burt Reynolds from Smoking the Bandit. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. He also did a movie that was more of a screwball comedy called Cannonball Run, which had like Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. Do you know who, are you familiar with their work? Do you know who they are? The names sound familiar. Oh, my God. Okay. So. It's. Sinatra in the in the second camp. In the second, run. but we don't count that because it's the, because goddamn Brad. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Come as on. Mel Tillis and Terry Bradshaw. All right, as that as that particular duo. Okay. You have Cage and Iron Fist. Oh, nice. As the two Asians, you have Shang Chi and Mantis. Oh wow. Okay. Very Which is stereotypical. I'm sorry, but anyone who knows me knows I love Shang Chi, and I don't feel I, I'm giving him short shrift because damn, it's Shang Chi. Exactly. Shang-Chi is master of Kung Fu, Ashley. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> as as Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr., as Jamie and, and Fender Bomb, you have... Oh, I got I to gotta hear this. You have Deadpool and Howard the Duck. Oh, perfect. Isn't that awful? I mean, perfect. It, it's just fantastic, right? Perfect. The synergy is obvious, Brad. That should be <laughs> a Deadpool team-up. Deadpool and Howard the Duck. As, That'd be f- <laughs> as the two hotties in the Lamborghini Countach who eventually win when Adrian Barbeau... <laughs> Uh, eventually puts in the final card to to win the game. Uh, that would be uh, that you'd have uh, Carol Danvers and She Hulk. Oh, that'd be fun. And uh, I'm incapable of caring of calling Carol Captain Marvel or anything else. I just call her Carol. Now, was Catherine Bach, aka Daisy Duke, in Cannonball Run two or one? She wasn't in the first one. Maybe maybe she was in the second one. I know Mary Lou Henner and Shirley MacLaine were in the second one, but I don't remember okay. Catherine Bach in the second one. Um, now, as J.J. and Victor, as Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise. Oh, wow. All right. Along with the, with the Farrah Fawcett character and the crazy-ass doctor. <laughs> All 
All right, and the ambulance. You have Hawkeye and the Thing. Oh, cool. And the Thing also is Captain Chaos. Uh, as the hottie, you have Black Widow. And uh, as the crazy-ass doctor, you have Mole Man. Okay. And that, that's my Cannonball Run cast. Wait, wait, who's Burt Reynolds again? Hawkeye. Yeah, I could see that. Notice yeah. I didn't put Spider-Man in here. Why? Well, because he doesn't match any of the characters. He doesn't really match any of the characters. Oh. But also, even if I did, he'd be lost somewhere in the background. <laughs> While somebody because else got all the good lines. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was very good. Very well thought out. Ashley, as a Doctor Strange, as Doctor Strange is your number two character, a factor contributing to George's desire to adopt wow, you. I'm just, sure. We just mentioned that. I know we did. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the 1992 film Doctor Mordred, uh, starring Jeffrey Combs? It began development as a Doctor Strange adaptation, but the studio's licensee. Uh, license expired just as production began. As a result, the project was rewritten to change characters' names slightly, alter the origins, and add gratuitous swearing and violence and boobies. <laughs> well, I think we can all already guess the answer to this, given the pattern that's been established. No. It seems like on this You've... channel, if someone asks me, have I seen the movie, the answer is going to be no. <laughs> Which normally isn't the case, but that's, I don't know. I've never well, even heard of this movie. Oh, before. I have. I went and looked it up. Yeah. And is it good? I mean, uh, George, what is it good? It's there. I mean, okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Ashley. You looked it up. You said, what, uh, what? yeah, it's fine. It, it has a page on IMDb, so. Huh. Uh, but so I'm sure I'd love to, you know, have a look at it. I love cheesy yeah. movies, so. Jeffrey Combs is related to Star Trek in a way, I think, too. Anyway, oh, he's been in uh, a ton of Star Trek stuff, but you yeah. can actually uh, see clips of Doctor Mordor online. Yes, I have seen it. And cool. it, uh, yeah, uh, that happened. Uh, <laughs> that happened. Guys, can you help me out with this next person's name? Yvonne uh, Mugluck. That's it. Yvonne that's good Mugluck. enough for me. Uh, to the whole panel, if after Secret Wars, Marvel decides to fold in the Renew Your Vows teaser status quo of Spider-Man married to Mary Jane with a daughter, who would you choose of the current Marvel bullpen to be the creative team? Uh, I'm going to go with... Oh, who's writing Inhumans right now? Um, Charles Soule. Did a great run on uh, She-Hulk. I'm liking his Inhuman stuff. Charles Soule is my vote. Anybody else? Who would you like? I'm going to say... Oh. Uh, I'm going to say Peter David, especially if they have if they leave mm. the doctor in place. Yeah, I would... Uh, yeah. I second I Peter would, David. I would give my left arm for oh, a... He's breaking up his limbs. Um... <laughs> For a return with J.M.D. Uh, J. Mateus with uh, Peter Parker married and having a baby. I, okay. I think that would be a absolutely phenomenal run. To the whole panel, if they were to launch a new Spider-Girl series starring Mayday Parker in the MC2 universe, undoing or retconning the deaths of her parents and, and Wes in Spider-Verse, and they decide to bring in a new creative team, who would you choose to replace the Falcon Ooh, friends? No one. Why are they getting replaced? <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. If you want the job, they'll take it. Um, I, if, I if, if you're going to put a gun to my head and say you have to replace those two, which I don't want to, that's an unlikely uh, scenario. But uh, but anyway, <laughs> in that scenario, we would say I would probably say um, Sean McKeever. Mm, I, yeah, I, I think yeah, be I could see yeah, that. I could see that. Um, he wrote the Mary Jane Loves Spider Man book, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I think it's good. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of a, a really good artist um, to team him up with. 
Who did the run uh, Adriana? All, uh, who did the Runaways book? Yes. Yeah. Did that? I can't remember. I think uh, it's Adriana something. Who who wrote the Runaways book? He might be a good artist. Brian writer. K. Vaughan? Uh, he could do it. He could do it. The no. artist uh, from the first you know, from the first did, run, the first volume. Yes. Adrian Alfana. Yes, I think I think do the Runaways team. That would be for fun. the for the new Mayday book. I think that would be a potential because uh, Brian he he does teenagers well. Yes. Why, with the Runaways, why can't she just be the star of her own book? <laughs> No, Don't we I'm have enough he, of this ensemble crap across everything else? No, I'm not saying that he puts a team in there. I'm saying he writes teenagers, hence he'll write Mayday well. So, uh, Serial Lover from Santa Ana, California. Hey, gang, I love the podcast. I've been catch, catching up. and Oh, this is his first yeah. post, by the yeah. way. Very, the new, new person. So, welcome to the board and our podcast. Hey, love the podcast, <laughs> the person says. I've been catching up and I'm currently on episode 83. Holy cow, he's listening to 83 episodes right in a row. My question is to the whole panel. What is your favorite Spider-Man collected edition? Paperback, hardcover, omnibus, and so forth. You know what I'm going to say, Brad. Roger Stern. The Roger Stern omnibus, omnibus. Yeah. yeah. I'd go with that. Uh, Brad knows what I'm going to say, which is... The- the complete Clone Saga, the complete yeah. Clone Saga epics, and the complete uh, Ben Riley epics. Yeah, yeah but we're, I think the the gist here, uh, Zach, is that we're supposed to be, uh, you know, suggesting things that don't suck. Oh. Aww. Ashley, what what do you got? Um, what's, what's the I would say <laughs> the I don't know, the volume one of Spider Man Noir. Just, I I love the the flow of it and just I don't know, it ends on such a bittersweet note. Uh, Herman Schultz, a.k.a. The Shocker, uh, King of the World is location. Uh, okay, another question, Jr. You don't have to do the impression okay, now. Okay, <laughs> please don't. Uh, pretend you're pretend you're yourself. I guess okay. for this one, if you, if you can answer. Uh, I can't remember if you've gone over this before, but I've always been curious what your thoughts were for the Identity Crisis storyline where Spider-Man took on four identities. It's something I see rarely mentioned, but it's always sounded kind of interesting to me as being different thing, a different thing for a while. I've been hoping to hear a spider history on it sometime. But I don't believe there's been one, although I, I could just be not remembering it. If there was, I'll definitely be looking for that one. I, did, I think we did a spider history, didn't we, on the Identity Crisis? Oh I'm God. sure. I'm sure at some point, yeah. At I some think we point. Did. I can't remember, you, but yeah. I, I, I tend to like that storyline. It was brief, and it didn't go on for six parts like Spider-Verse. <laughs> Zach, did you like that one? I did. I, see, I'm, yeah, I'm a, as big of a fan of, of, uh, that I am of the Clone Saga... That period between post Clone Saga and and pre reboot, uh, Mackie Byrne reboot, that is a really great run Spider Man comics. Um, it was fun. A- it was fun. It was fun. ASM uh, of all of all four of those books that came out during that period, ASM was probably the weakest. And I love me some Tom DeFalco, but they were so strong on spe- on uh, spectacular, and I loved Sensational because of Mike Ringo yeah. and and Dezago. And and the 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 more gritty kind of street level stuff with with uh, John Romita Jr. John Romita Jr. and Howard Mackey is phenomenal. That's Mackey's best work by far. Two things I liked about that storyline: one, Mary Jane um, helped design the suits. She had yeah. something to do, and she helped him with his spider mm-hmm. work or whatever. The other thing I liked about the thing: a little known book that if you're a really passionate Spider-Man fan like we are, uh, Slingers came out. I liked that book. Slingers lasted like a dozen issues, and mm-hmm. I thought it was very fun. Did, did I, I think, Zach, you liked it. I picked you? it up. 
I, I think we've talked about that before in the past. And, and uh-huh. you know, I'm sure Hornacek's you know furiously typing away, telling us uh-huh. telling us uh, what when we actually talked about it. But yeah, it was it, it was about four teenagers taking on those identities, and um, right. I think Prodigy actually showed up not too long ago, like a, like a year it, or it was a Civil War or something. I think. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, that had one of the one and only variants. That I don't think they've ever done it again. And I think it is more encouraging for people to pick up the multiple issues, as opposed to a variant cover. This one, issue one, had variant insides, like there were different stories inside the book. There was probably a different. I think there was a different cover, and there was different insides yes. of the book. It was so. both. It was each each yeah. part each uh, variant covered um, one character. Exactly. So, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The four parts. George, did you ever pick up Slingers? Uh, I got the first issue and was not interested. No, Ashley, you ever pick up Slingers? Uh, it's my first time hearing of it. Cool. I, is there? I wonder if there's a trade of it. There might be. I don't know. Uh, Herman's other question to the gang: Prior to all the sun eating and that story where it was revealed, <laughs> he always knew that he ha- he was do what he was doing as the lizard. That was retconned, I think, although I've lost track at this point of what is and what isn't the case, he says. Do you feel Kirk Connors works more as a supporting character than as the Lizard? People often seem to feel the Lizard's one of Spidey's most one-note villains, so I'm curious really how you felt about Kurt ranked as a supporting character. Again, I realize it's hard to answer that now, given all the stuff he's done recently, so I guess I'm just referring more to how he was in the past and the general idea of the Kirk Connors character. I think he works okay. Uh, I, I used to. Yeah, he's he's unredeemable now. I, I like him yeah. in other media whenever he's a supporting character, like the both two of my favorite anime series of all time, the 90s show and uh, and the spectacular Spider-Man. Obviously, well, my, he's another character that suffered greatly uh, with One More Day in the brand new verse. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I remember when I was reading brand new verse, there was actually a comic. I think it was when uh, Freak was around. Oh, God, Freak. And so I, I can't remember who wrote it. It was some of the most god-awful goddamn dialogue I have ever read. <laughs> and somebody Bob Gale. Had, whoever I was just going to say probably Bob Gale. Whoever wrote it actually had, at one point, Connor say, Damn this one arm! Like it was a Mel Brooks, you know, young Frankenstein moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think I, my eyes rolled back in my head. Oh, damn. Huh? I remember what reading else? some of Fear Itself. That that was the arc, right? Mm-mm. Where? Mm. Oh, no, no, it no. It had no, Freak. No. It had that... You know that that okay. uh, crackhead who got turned into Stop a monster and couldn't stop swearing. Oh, and you could never that was definitely Bob Gale. Oh, that was terrible. I mean that that is the 2000 version of uh, what's the disco villain? Um, Hypno Hustler. Hypno Hustler. Hypno Hustler is cooler than Hypno Hustler actually. <laughs> actually, has story potential still. <laughs> I don't. I know. <laughs> you know. I, I, one of my images of Kirk Connors when you just deal with him, one of my most vivid memories of him is when uh, the black suit of Spider-Man hops through the uh, the portal in Secret Wars in 252. Yeah. I'm, he's, he's carrying Kirk Connors back through after the Secret Wars stuff. Uh, yeah, if, if they do retcon and they default Spider-Man back, it would be great to see Billy in the lab with I, Kirk. I don't see how you redeem this character. I mean, he ha- he, he non-raped someone. Yeah. Uh, which was implied and then told, shame on you when we heard uh, <laughs> what they implied. Shame on you for your dirty thoughts. Yes. And, then, uh, and then he ate his own son. Yeah, you don't come back there's, from that. There's no coming back from that. I mean, what, what kind of support group is there for you to go to once you've gone through that? 
Yeah, you you yeah. You gotta reboot the lizard more than Spider Man probably. <laughs> this is this is why, you know and and, and I, I read an article recently where D C just this week said, Well, you know, where you had Dan Didio and don't get don't get me started on him or D C. But you had him come out and saying, You know what, we're our approach now is good you know, good story is more important than continuity. And and it and it actually made me think about the lizard and all the shit they'd done with him. I was like, Really? Because when you think you're wanting to tell a good story and it turns out to be ass, there's times when you can't go back, Jack. <laughs> you know, you, there's not a magic eraser that's going to fix this, and forgetting about it's not going to do it. You, you screwed something up real bad. No doubt. You know, no doubt. and so it made me it made me laugh in a sad way. Speaking of our buddy Hornacek, his, he's the next poster with a lovely avatar of Jane Jonah Jameson doing exercises called the jo- Jameson Roar, <laughs> which appeared in the Marvel exercise book in the 70s, which I almost bought that at a convention. I think he got that from Scientology, some kind of Scientology material. It's funny. Hornacek <laughs> is located in Canada. Uh, hi, guys and gal. I thought of this uh, first question back before the new Secret Wars was announced, so it may no longer be applicable. A lot of consonants. If the Marvel Universe gets permanently rebooted in a few months. But I'm asking it anyway. The Brad and Uncle Fun, a.k.a. George, <laughs> and anyone else that reads Superior Foes, do you think the next time that Boomerang appears in a comic that he will show any of the character development he got in Superior Foes and that any of the book's events will be referenced? Or will he just be portrayed as he was before a C or D-less villain as easily defeated by whoever he was fighting? I, I would say that, uh, that uh, Nick Spencer and, uh, and Steve Lieber uh, didn't change him from being a C or D-less villain. They just made him an interesting as hell C or D-less villain. Exactly. Uh, that he was the whole point him. of him, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it depends. I mean, the next time we see Boomerang, it may, you know, Boomerang may... Be a completely different character than Fred Myers, you know. That somebody, to, you know, because of story, it may be somebody else instead of, of Fred. I don't know. I mean, there's no telling what they'll do with him or how they'll screw him up with Secret Wars. To George, after reading Spider-Man: The X-Men, I mean, are you reading Spider-Man? Well, the wait a minute now. He said to Brad and Uncle Fun. You know, he asked oh. you too. I mean, what do you, think, oh, Brad? Uh, possibly. I mean, what what from that that series do you want him to? take with you. I mean, he's still a a thief. He was tricked by the black cat. I mean, it, I mean, well, I mean, you know, it's it's a moot it, it's kind of moot to argue it because it's going to come down to whatever writer's going to do it. Whether it's a writer who, you know, read that series and was like, "Well, we need to keep this going" or who's just going to be like, "I don't give a shit what happened and that I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want." So, you know, I mean, I don't think you're going to I don't think you retcon what happened in that book. I mean, they're um well, we're about to retcon everything, Brad. Well, that's true. Fuck it. Actually, All right. Uh, <laughs> actually, did you ever read that, by the way? No. She didn't. Which one? She didn't. Superior Foes? Oh, Superior Superior Foes. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I never yeah. read that. So, it's on her to-read list since we mentioned Black Cats in it. All right. To George, are you reading Spider-Man the X-Men? If so, what are your opinions of Stegron in the book? I don't mean whether you like the issues or not, but do you feel he's being portrayed accurately? For example, you may hate the book, but feel that he is acting in character or vice versa? Absolutely not. No, and it is a poor representation of the character. What's he doing wrong that's not Stegron-ish? Well, the, the whole thing is slapsticky, Brad. Well, we like Slap. We just talked about Superior Foes. It was very fun. I would trust Nick Spencer and Steve Lieber with Stegron. I don't, I don't yeah. trust anyone else with it. The, it, it the, when they do it, it's almost like it's its own pocket thing. That's just over here, and this is happening. 
Yeah. I mean, the other thing is trying to be like the tick or something. You know, I mean, like, like it, it, it's and doing it badly. Ooh, look, we got a short girl, and we got a girl that's an old man with pigtails, which I still don't understand. Yeah. You know, and we got this guy with eyes all over his face. It, it, it's almost like they're trying to like take the tick and merge it with something like like uh, Mike Aldred did. You know, with like uh, the Atomics, which is a great book, by the way. Yeah. You know, so it just—it's just out of place. I mean, and all the dialogue between Stegron and Sauron is corny. When I see Stegron, I want him to—I mean, I want him to actually be a threat. I mean, when he fights Spider, say what you want about Stegron, and I know there's haters out there, detractors, <laughs> whatever. You know, people who are just eating up with H8 or however the hipsters say it. Hey, H8. <laughs> but I mean, we've seen him fight. You know, Brad, you and I have covered it. We've seen him. Oh yeah, fight he's Spider-Man a free. He, he's. A, he's as recently as what oh six in that Marvel Knights Spider Man book, he was a threat. Yeah, and, and especially that damn the tail. tail. The, he cannot dodge the tail. He can dodge machine gun fire, <laughs> but he cannot dodge Degron's tail. So this this makes no. This thing is too out there. It's not. There's not. There's no subtlety with it. You know, like you had with uh, with Spencer and Lieber with Superior Foes. It's just not told well. I, I'd give it a C. The book I read it. I would one. give it a double F. I know you would. <laughs> And you'll uh, and and I'll I'll add the uh, editor's footnote for more. See the satellites episode. See the satellites for review. Zach, did you even pick that book up? What Spider-Man: The X-Men? Hell yeah. no. Okay. <laughs> even Zach knew better, Brad, and he liked even he liked Zach. the Clone Saga. What does that tell you? Oh, <laughs> Lava One Twenty One. Uh, hey to the whole gang. So <laughs> by the way, Lava. Uh, I hope you listened to the Mark Bagley interview because I flubbed your name and Mark Bagley corrected me when we were doing the interview. I go, Lava, Lava, and Mark goes, I think it's Lava, dude. <laughs> and, 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 then, and then Bagley had to explain to you volcanoes and magma. I know. Basic geology. Yeah, I just, I thought that was funny. Anyway, Lava, uh, hey to the whole gang. So since Secret Wars, not like Secret Wars, Secret Wars is basically ditching all those annoying Earth 817 blah blah blahs, Spider-Gwen's world would be tossed out the window. Her intro story was quite a good one, to the point where I was considering picking up the new title for her. But does it really make sense to start a series where you basically know it's doomed before the first issue comes out? Anyone here going to pick it up and give it a read? Perhaps she'll be saved in the whole Secret Wars, but who knows? I I'm, I'm, I'm down. Mm-hmm. I'm down. I'm, I'm picking it up. I think whether they continue it post Secret Wars just depends on how well it sells in the beginning, which I think yes. you know I think it is going to be successful. And if the if um you know they do continue it beyond you know whatever convergence point that all this is coming to, then it'll just be from her perspective and wherever she ends up, you know whether you know I guess in the the new universe that's created where everyone exists together. The whole but I don't see it going away. The whole popularity of Spider Gwen is legitimate, as opposed to Mister Slot saying Silk is popular Ew. too. Uh, yeah, Silk. <laughs> uh, uh, no, but I, I I see cosplayers of Spider Gwen all over the place. People are talking about this character, and I think it ends at the uh, one. Uh, the The success of it ends obviously with the two creators who created it, and that suit is a, a really a great design, and also. Also, Emma Stone's portrayal of Gwen Stacy. Then why did you I force th- Silk cosplay on us for a whole week on the front page, you madman? By the way, I have, if you look at my desktop, I have Spider-Gwen uh, pictures just waiting for a Spider-Gwen week. We'll do it Wouldn't now you- before it's over. Okay. I'll, I'll, <laughs> i just been meaning to start on a Monday, just, and I never... Just tear the Band-Aid off and get it done, Douglas. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> do it now, Spider- Douglas. 
Spider Nerd, Rocation, Everywhere and Nowhere. Question to the JR. How do you believe the 2014 reboot of Amazing Spider-Man compares to the 1999 reboot? Is it of similar quality? Is it better or even worse? Or how so, Zach, filling in for JR? Well, uh, I would say go to SpideyHigsbutt.com and look at some of my old, <laughs> my old uh, articles talk, where I talk about the 99 reboot. But I will say this. There are similarities to them. Yeah. Okay, such as? But such as. Uh, Peter Parker is going to a new company. In the case of the 99 reboot, there was Tricorp. And then we have yeah. Parker Industries, with all the diversification and you know, uh, isn't wasn't there a black lady? Yeah, there was a black lady at Tricorp and a black lady at 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 uh, Sajani with uh, with Parker she's, Industries. She's, so she's, she's not black. She's dude. Indian. She's, she's yeah, she's Indian. Oh, Indian. That's not well, that's something. We apologize yeah, to all African Americans <laughs> listening to this podcast. And well, as I, as I'm thinking of the similarities, another thing he was sharing his book in 1999 with what Thor? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Several. He had several other people. He was he had team ups in his early uh, first reboot of 1999. I, well, who else is hopping in? And, and and if you remember correctly, Maddie Franklin, a hot new female character that was going uh, to forever change. The way yeah. things were going on Spider-Man, well, she showed up, and we got Silk. And then, we, and then we got Maddie killed off in a snuff film version yeah. of a comic book. Yeah. Oh, I liked Alias. Uh, Not Alias, dude. Maddie was, got killed off during that, that Godfrey for sake oh, oh, Craven oh, thing, that, remember? Oh, I liked that, that too. Oh, that was uh, terrible. I liked that. Uh, that's very true. I didn't think of the silk and the uh, the spider. By the way, Spider Man kissing a thirteen year old girl on that cover. For the John single Bur- worst cover of. Oh, oh man, that's rough. And that's, look, up, yeah. well, look in his it. defense, she kissed him. I know, but it's awkward. Uh, it's kind of like Gwen Gwen Stacy's daughter quit kissing Spider Man on that cover. There, oh, there is so much. There is so much. I no. can talk John Byrne, <laughs> no. underage just, girls, and I like agree. That. That's just it's that's wrong. just yeah. Um, that's crossing a line. Man. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find the picture of the cover for. Uh, it's like Amazing 13. Oh, my God. Is it Amazing 13? We no, just talked no, about 13 was when they killed off Mary Jane. Or, tried, okay. or, or no, pardon Maybe. me. When Bob Harris attempted to murder Mary Jane. Uh, right. I think it was 14. I think it was. Yeah, the, I think it was. That's, that's hysterical. I think it was 14. I think it was the reality what? slap. 1999, 2015, we've had two Sp- Amazing Spider-Man 13s and 14s. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, JR, as a fellow, fellow Clevelander, I must ask about the snowstorm. How's that snowstorm in Texas, Zach? <laughs> well, you know, sometimes it, it happens. Uh, snow, snow happens when you live next to giant lakes. Of course it's going to... I mean, come on. Oh, my God. Okay, Superior Georgie, who wrote us a very nice review. Mm-hmm. On our uh, iTunes reviews several shows ago. Uh, first post. Hey, gang, I've been listening to the show for about two and a half years, or two years, but this is my first post in the forums. Really enjoy the show and the chemistry between the host and the panelist. Yeah, Superior Georgie. Thank you very much. To George, I cried myself to sleep after learning that Spider-Man 2099 was being canceled. How many buckets of tears did you shed after learning the news? And will you check out Secret Wars 2099? Uh, the book and the Spider-Man 2099 will be putting out. Also, what does it feel like to have the best name ever? <laughs> well, it is pretty awesome, isn't it, George? There's, you know, people who who are named George actually have an exclusive club we're we're allowed to get into. They have uh, they have like little uh, you know like little front uh, shops and, and and things where you can shop at and and you know like there's a different one at every airport. 
in a, oh, excuse me, and at some hotels. Um, but aside from that, uh, no, I, uh, how many buckets of tears? Here's the thing. It's Marvel. And I, is, it like, is it like a bucket of chicken with Spider-Man on it? No, 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 no. It's okay. Marvel, and you have to expect, uh, from, from my standpoint, you know, and, I'm, and I've been, you know, I'm very cynical. Uh, but the one thing that Marvel guarantees is disappointment for me. And so knowing that, I, I, I wasn't surprised by it. Um, I think it's boneheaded. Uh, but I wasn't surprised by it at all, and I, I didn't, I didn't really cry about anything, you know, uh, or, or shed any tears or anything. Because really, as a Spider-Man fan, we we haven't really had any since One More Day. I mean, it's all just everything's just been taken from us, and you know, that 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 steak dinner was taken, and instead we got like a like a crappy tuna salad sandwich. It's about four weeks old. So even though Peter David's writing it, no desire to pick up. No, I'll course. still read it. Don't get me. it's Peter David. Got it. I'll still follow him because Miguel's in it. And I think you know if if it were, if it were up to Peter David, given his druthers, he would probably just like to continue it as Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Right. Uh, but that's not what we get. And if we want to enjoy Miguel, who is the best Spider Man right now, I'm sorry. Um, that's true. But uh, you know, if we want to enjoy him, we're going to have to read this other thing that also has the Alchemix Avengers because fans demanded it. Yet another Avengers team. It's almost like like a Wayans Brother parody movie now. Not another mm-hmm. Avengers team. Uh, his other question is to ask to everyone, is anybody re- reading the Black Widow books? Some amazing artwork and character study going on there. Phil Noto is the artist on that, and I regret not picking it up because I like his stuff a lot. Anybody picking up Black Widow? No. I do like Phil Noto, though. I do, too. Beautiful, beautiful He's art always on his stuff. stuff. Thanks, and keep thwipping the good thwip. Make sure to see a doctor if your web shooter remains taut for more than three hours. Very oh, good. Unless wow. it's tattooed on your hand. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Nightwatch from Greenville, South Carolina, to Brad and George. If the creative team behind the Superior Foes of Spider-Man were to write a team book featuring Abner Jenkins, Mach 2, leading a team of C&D-list heroes, what characters would you like to see as part of the cast? Oh, God. A s- swarm. Stegron. Oh, he says uh, heroes. C and D list heroes. Oh, 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 oh! I want villains. Okay, go ahead. Heroes. I want C and lead. Well, Nightwatch, obviously Nightwatch. We haven't even seen Nightwatch since the nineties. Nope. Oh. He was in She-Hulk recently. Whoa! What? Yep, yep. He was in She-Hulk. Uh, probably. I don't know. Can we even call Squirrel Girl C or D now? She's got her own series, so I guess not. But Squirrel Girl would have been good for that. Um. D-Man from the Avengers. Oh, yeah. I guess he would have been good. Uh, maybe Madcap. Remember that, that one guy with the bubble gun? Yep, Madcap. You know? Um, some of the spare guys that Brad liked, like Sleepwalker or... Ah, uh, Peter Porker. Or, uh, oh, yeah, Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham, dude. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Spider-Ham and Howard the Duck. Sleepwalker, Terror, Inc. Sleep- oh, God. Dark Hawk. Oh, I like Dark Hawk, yeah. You know? Uh, and Groot. <laughs> no, Groot, Groot's overexposed now. I know. Hey, George, are there any good Doctor Doom versus Doctor Strange stories that you can recommend? There's, yes. There's a graphic novel that I never read. It is called it. Triumph and Torment, and it is one of the best Doctor Doom or Doctor Strange stories you can ever get. Uh, it is uh, written by Roger Stern and art well, by Mike Magnola. Have you? I can't believe you've never read that. I can't. I, Am I the only in, one on this podcast who's read that? 
Yeah. Ashley? The, uh, what's now? Triumph Dr. Man with Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom? No, no. I have been told that it's one of the better ones, though. Zach, you haven't list. read it? They, they just put I out thought. Trade. It is fantastic. Okay, first of all, Ashley, back, there, was, there used to be a time, way back in the day, when we found out, this was what, the 80s, Brad, when we found out that Dr. Doom's, graphic novel. That Dr. Yeah. Doom's driving force, the entire thing making him trying to, you know, to take over the Earth and, be, and get as much power as he can, is because he wants to save the soul of his mother from Mephisto. Uh, because his mother was a gypsy, made a deal with the devil, she wound up in hell. And the entire thing behind Dr. Doom is that he's trying to save his mother, which leads him to be like the biggest bastard on Earth. And it, the storyline was called One More Doom. No. <laughs> and, and so Triumph and Torment deals with actually going into hell, and in, into Mephisto's realm, to rescue Doom's mother. Since, you're, what it, huh? since you're watching Community now, I'm going to say this and you'll get it. Mephisto is just like Britta. He just ruins everything. Yeah, yeah. Wait a wait to Britta that one. <laughs> it's hard because Britta is so cute, but she's also insane. <laughs> you know, there's another – so that's another aspect of it. But no, this is – for any anyone, especially you, Ashley, who likes Doctor Strange, this <laughs> is – even if you're not into the Doctor Strange or Doctor Doom, this is a fantastic story. And and you see what – how far Doom is willing to go to save his mother and what it costs him in the end. And it is fantastic. I need to get that. It is fantastic. Roger Stern is, is such a good writer. He has forgotten more about good writing than some of the some of the writers out there today know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or will ever know. All right, uh, Nightwatch's last question to Jr. A.K.A. Zach: When Sony reboots the Spider-Man franchise, if an actor auditioning to play Norman Osborn messaged you and asked for advice on playing the Green Goblin, what would you tell him about Norman's character and what issues and stories would you recommend he read? Um. Well, I, I'll go off part of my personal things. I think uh, I would have him read Spectacular Two Fifty. Yeah, I would have him read Spider-Man 75, Peter Parker Spider-Man 75. I'd have him read uh, Amazing Death of Gwen, Death of Gwen, and, and, and I was going to say uh, 3940, ASM 3940, and uh, I would have him um, not. I, I would have him look at Willem Dafoe's performance only for trying to get the nuances that he brought to the Norman character. Because the best way to do Norman is is, there, is that insanity bubbling to the surface, and yeah. that's the only way to really do truly Norman justice. What was the storyline where uh, Peter's got a beard? Was it a Jenkins story? It was Jenkins and Mackie. It was Peter Parker yeah. and Amazing uh, Volume 2, 20, 25. 25, I think, yeah. That was good. And I would also say uh, Death in the Family. Yeah. All right, person, uh, person, man, one post. Uh, welcome to the board. That, that's a uh, Looney Tune or uh, Tiny Tunes avatar, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, hello, gang. First time, long time uh, reader, caller. As a dad of two little kids, I want to thank you for letting me keep up with Spider Man without needing to spend over twenty bucks a month that I don't have on the books. I guess this question is forever has an answer. Whatever happened to Ollie Osnick? The Amazing Spider-Kid. Amazing Spider-Man 263 was one of the best books I read until it fell apart because I loved the story. And I think it would have been a great character moment if the kid who worshipped Doc Ock and then Spider-Man met up with the guy who was Doc Ock and then Spider-Man during Superior. Or at any time during the Spider-Verse debate. Let me... uh, 
I, I I know. You remember? I know what happened. Okay, go ahead. When's the last time we saw him? Uh, one of the last, he became the Steel Spider. Yep, that's right. And after that, uh, we, I think he made what three or four more appearances. That was Spider Man Unlimited, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in Spider Man Unlimited. It was a backup story. I think it was Spider Man Unlimited number three or four. Um, I'm wondering. Here we say, go. Here we go. I got. I, I just pulled up uh, Steel Spider. Equipped with a, during Civil War, Ali Osnick appeared. This is quoting uh, Wikipedia. Equipped with a new set of arms, Ali Osnick now displays a more rebellious attitude towards the Superhero Registration Act. As an unregistered hero, Ali becomes a target for the government's Thunderbolts team. Oh. Mention of his name also causes Thunderbolts director Norman Osborn to collapse into fits of laughter as it reminds him of Spider-Man, the Steel Spider. After having beaten several drunken misfits, Ollie becomes afraid of the government-sponsored Thunderbolts. And that took place in Thunderbolts number 113. Also, uh, Ollie fights the Thunderbolts and is joined in his battle by American Eagle and Sep Shore. After successfully defe- defeating Venom, Radioactive Man, and the new Swordsman, he uses the gadgetry in his metal limbs to square up against the Radioactive Man, Songbird, Venom, and Penance. Commenting that having allies, quote, almost makes this a fair fight. I bet they weren't expecting that. As the fight continues, Ollie seems to be holding his own until Venom unexpectedly bites off Ollie's left arm and eats it. (laughs) Of course he does. Ollie is later shown being incarcerated in Prison 42 in the Negative Zone. That is the last we have seen of Ollie. He's, He's one less limb... And he's in prison. The uh, the word uh, or that name that you uh, you were trying to pronounce after American Eagle was sepulchre. Sepulchre. Sep- sepulchre. <laughs> Email. Sepul- sepulchre. 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 There you go. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Uh, Ollie was also in uh, Spider Girl, wasn't he? Or he was in that not, not yeah, Spider Girl. There, but there's a uh, here. There, I wasn't going to read it. He's in that continuity. Here. Yeah, he yeah was. In, in MC2, it's, uh, on Wiki, it says, in MC2 continuity, Ali Osnick never quits being still Spider and is even a member of the Avengers, and he modifies his costume into a powerful exoskeleton and becomes a highly respected superhero. However, when his personal life falls and his wife leaves him, Steel Spider goes looking for criminals to take out his frustration. However, the crooks he finds are so afraid of him, they surrender without a fight. Steel Spider has a tantrum until he sees that he's being watched by Spider-Girl in American Dream. They tell him how much of an inspiration he has been to them, and he helps him defeat a terrorist cell called the Sons of the Serpent. After this, he sets about rebuilding his shattered personal life, and that took place in Spider-Girl number 32. Thank you, Wikipedia, for that. That is an update on the Steel Spider, a.k.a. Ollie. That's a great story. Did Peter? I think that was a Peter David, too, wasn't it? Amazing 263. Or was it Tom DeFalco? Uh, I'm not sure. That I think I, I would say it was DeFalco. Yeah, I think it was DeFalco and Friends. Yeah, because uh, wasn't Peter Peter David was writing? Uh, he wasn't writing Amazing. He was writing um, spectacular. Very good. It was the Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends. Uh, the title yeah. was called The Spectacular Spider Kid. Yeah, Peter David was wasn't writing Amazing. He was writing. Well, he was writing Web. No, I mean he he was filling in every now and then. He did issue two sixty seven. Yeah, but the, but this wasn't one of them. All right, uh, Voror from Illinois. Hello, a longtime follower of the site and recent listener to the podcast. I actually owe Jr. for a number of the books I own now and ended up picking up the Roger Stern Omnibus as soon as it came out after uh, reading some of his articles. There you go, Jr. You need a commission. 
However, my questions are directed to everyone. Who would be your first choice to replace Slot on Amazing? I think I said uh, Charles Soule for me. Right. Anyone else? Anyone else for Ashley? Ashley's like, <laughs> I, I'm tapping out. Peter, on Dave, I think Peter David was both of your votes earlier, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I would stick with Peter David. And just go with Peter David and let him do it. And don't interfere and don't interrupt. Which is impossible because as soon as this, as soon as this is over, we'll have the Earth, the next goddamn Earth-shattering event, you know, which has to touch everything. Like, a, <clears throat> with the Ultimate Universe coming to an end in Secret Wars and the likelihood of Miles Morales being brought over to the main universe, what do you think is the best way to integrate him into it? Do you think he should retain his memories of what happened before, or for it to be as if, as if he's always been a part of things? How do you think he'd be used well with Peter, with each of them being present in the same universe? I, that's the only problem. I, I don't think Miles works as well with a Spider-Man swinging around. I think him being a next generation, uh, what do they call it in DC? A legacy a legacy. legacy. I think Miles works as a legacy, and it doesn't work if he's got the legacy hero in the same universe. I don't know how they're going to do it. We've got but too I think many Miles, spider characters. I know. I think Miles, even if you pull a cane and put him in Texas, I don't think Miles works as well as he does being a legacy character. Right. Here's a scary thought. What if they yeah. just take, collect all the spider characters that they're going to be, and suddenly we're going to have a spider team? Uh, that that fights the yeah fights various universes yeah be yet another book where Peter Parker can't. I I've said this before. I am very surprised there is not already a Spider Team book. There shouldn't be one. I know there shouldn't be, but what? But it makes sense from a marketing standpoint. No, there shouldn't. There the shouldn't Web be Warriors. One. The Web Warriors. Oh. It's already cartoon show, dude. Oh, and that yeah yeah. Let's Warriors. make it like the cartoon, Brad. I know. I know. That's <laughs> uh, that you're well. not making up a case here. I, I guarantee in the next ten years there's going to be a Spider Verse oh, team God, book. I guarantee it. I guarantee. Oh it. no. <laughs> okay, last question from Vor. Uh, does the seemingly inevitability of Peter Parker Industries uh, failing feel like something the character could recover from, given how large a failure that would be on this part? It feels to me that having that that tank would uh, be on a whole other level than just losing his job as a reporter or some other jobs. He's a photographer. But uh, uh, I think I think this reboot's going to default him. Yeah, I, I think Parker Industries is just... It's about to go away like a bad fart. I agree. Uh, Harry Chap from uh, Scotland. Hey, folks. Omitting one moment in time, what do you think has been the best and worst of the post-one-more-day continuity? I'd say Superior was the best. While resurrecting dead characters for no reason at all was probably the worst. Harry and Craven. Yeah, I'm, I, I'll say that about the best. Uh, Superior. Superior was the high point of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, um, in terms of worst, let's see. Where do I begin? Um, let's go Shed. Let's go um, Freak. Anything that had the word Freak or Shed or Lizard or Rape. Van Lente or not Van Lente. I, I think uh, the worst we're currently seeing it, where he's sharing his book. That's the most right. offensive to me, as opposed to a villain that shows up for a couple issues. I'm offended for 13 issues. The the hero of the book has been sidetracked. Brad, have you read those freak issues? I think you were offended back then, too. <laughs> I, 
I, I'm offended, but I know in the next issue I'll see my friend Peter Parker again. Well, I didn't. I didn't see him this week. I mean, this month, this this year, in the last this several year, years, this last couple of years. Where is my buddy Pete? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, don't I, I honestly don't know what to make of the current continuity. Uh, con- Continuity. Or, or continuity. We can just make up our own words. Brad does all the time. <laughs> I do. And he reads for a living. Yeah. I just bratted it. Sorry. Oh, oh, yes. oh, yes. oh wow. Yes. Oh, yes. I yes. It all oh, comes wow. full circle. <clears throat> wow. That's pretty good, actually. That's kind of like in Kingpin. I just munsoned. Uh, Wait a minute. Let, let Ashley finish her thought. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I got I got I got insulted Jesus. and then wanted to move on. Forgive me. <laughs> Goddamn, Mark. Let me finish. Oh yeah, I, I don't know. It feels like I kind of came on on the the tail end of it, and then I keep hearing these horror stories, like with the lizard and Carly Cooper, and how just all this other stuff. I'm like, wow, that sounds really bad. But hmm, the best. Ever since then, I don't know. There hasn't been anything since then that I really liked. Yeah. I'm still waiting for it. I'm waiting for the moment where everyone realizes, hey, you know, everyone's been, you know, has had this much of their identity removed. When are we going to address that? Yeah. But that, I don't know. There have been plenty of good moments where they could have, but they didn't. Um, the worst, again, that's a tough one. There are a lot of contenders. There was Spider Island. There was there's Spider Verse. There was the weird lizard arc. I can't. I I think that was Fear itself. I think I might be getting it. With the lizard, up with something. Yeah. That was shed. That, that, that was shed. Yeah. Fear itself. What was Fear itself? That was a that was a mini or something. Yeah, that was that was across <clears throat> um all of that was like original sin and the sixth or right, act. Right. Yeah, that was a that was a company wide thing. Fear Fear itself yeah. had a mini series that was really. I think it was like wasn't the Fear itself one with Jackpot? Lord have mercy. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. All right. I don't even know. I just don't even know what's going on anymore. <laughs> I'm tired of it. <laughs> Big Al from Edgeware. Brad, what are your top ten favorite and top ten least favorite Spider-Man stories ever? Uh, I'm just going to name some. I don't know if I can reach ten on both of them. Uh, some of my favorites. Uh, the Juggernaut fight uh, from Amazing 230. Oh, and since we're plugging stuff, that'll be the next Fight Club we do. There you go. 231 through 32 of Amazing. Uh, Spider-Man, uh, Cosmic Spider-Man punches the Hulk into orbit in Amazing Spider-Man 328. Uh, Amazing 300 with the first appearance of Venom. I like that a bunch. Uh, Web of Spider-Man number one where the black suit uh, goes to the bell tower. I love that one. Uh, What else do I like? How many was that? About four or five? (laughs) You liked all the Hobgoblin stuff from the 80s. 238, amazing. Love the Hobgoblin storyline. Uh, Secret Wars, the whole damn thing. Hell yes. Uh, <laughs> that's 12 there. Uh, when he got the suit, love that. Um, Anything I other like, than the 80s there, Douglas? 80s all up and down. Well, the there. 90s sucked. I'm sorry. <laughs> the 90s was such a bad time for comics. It really was. And the um, amount of image I can't move proves that. <laughs> Amazing, uh, the second appearance of Venom I liked where he busted out of the jail. That was fun. Or or what was the scene where uh, Eddie Brock was hanging clothes with Aunt May? That was creepy. That was the second appearance. I I love that. 
there you go. That's some of my favorite, least favorite, four issues of Marvel Knights Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, not the Mark Miller, the recent one Ugh. by Kent. I hated that. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 13 that just came out this past month. It was one of the worst Spider-Man stories of all time. Um, what's some other... There's There was a team up in the 90s where Spider-Man and Bad Rock from Image... <laughs> uh, God, the that Bad was Rock. Yeah, oh, I have those two issues, too. God, those are awful. Um... The the issue of Amazing Spider-Man where uh, <clears throat> uh, he teamed up with Deadpool, the art was so bad that, <laughs> that I remember Steve Wacker was talking about how he, they, he bought... The, all right. oh, that, uh, Eric Kennedy was the artist, wasn't it? 611. Oh. God, that was bad. That was one of the worst issues visually of Amazing Spider-Man of all yeah, time. Yeah, it was when Wacker said that uh, he was the yeah. customer for the art and not us. Right? Yeah. 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 Some Terry Cavanaugh and Web of Spider-Man was bad. Yeah. Um, what else was bad? I uh, the art during the Clone Saga, and I love my pal Sal, but when he was teamed up with Bill Sikovich, oh, God. oh, that was yeah. just bad. That was not peanut butter and uh, chocolate. That was peanut butter and soy sauce. Oh man, uh, <laughs> so, it's so to read those books. You like oh, reading man. in order when and you're when like, Peter Parker smacked his wife. Yeah, off. Oh, that was bad. Twenty six. Oh, that was bad. There, that's a good sampling, I think. Uh, George, it's assumed that in the post-one-more-day continuity that Peter and Mary Jane's baby from the Clone Saga was never conceived in the first place. In all seriousness, ignoring how in Spider-Verse Peter apparently had already met Mayday, how do you think the adult pre-one-more-day iterations of Peter and Mary Jane would have honestly reacted to meeting the grown-up daughter they lost, apart from making humorous meta-comments about editorial mandates screwing them over. Well, if you're going to tie my hands behind my back, Big Al. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I think it would have... I think it would have been hard for the, for you know them, you know, because it's a loss they already dealt with, and then suddenly here is that loss from a different universe coming back to visit them, you know. But I think they would have also been proud of what she had become and, and proud of the girl, you know, the young woman that she had become. And uh, I think it maybe would have, you know, uh, told them to keep trying or, you know, maybe, you know, make, make them question about whether or not their kid was actually dead or uh, if their kid went away because of a forced editorial mandate. There I said it. Can you imagine the inspiration of our main hero, his daughter that he lost – is in the bunker. And the man that inspired him to be the hero he is today is in the bunker. Those two characters pep-talking our hero to fight for him. Can you imagine how powerful that would be? That's why it's so disgusting how they've, how they've written uh, how, Mayday. I mean, we would just love that character, the Spider-Man character, so much more to embrace all the continuity, and, uh, and then we get what we get. Oh my gosh. Well, not all the continuity, man. There was all that clone stuff that happened in the night. I, <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> it's like it's uh, like shooting fish in a barrel for Barryman. You know, or you, you saying, Ashley? Oh, it's just like oh, comic books. Those are just for fun. They're not supposed to be anything serious. <laughs> By the way, refresh me. How? Uh, because brand new day it just confuses me to no end, like everybody else. So does Spider-Man not remember losing the baby? Everything supposedly still happened. Exactly. Except that it didn't. Except they weren't married. Well, yeah, you can get someone pregnant and not get married. Basically, I think their thing was, yes, technically 
they they did they they had a miscarriage. Did they lose the baby? Yes, he, they he lost, should they remember lost this. The baby. Well, I think it was Quesada. I can't remember if it was Quesada uh, who said this or if it was Brevert. But basically, they said here's everything happened except that they weren't married, which would mean that uh, that Peter and Mary Jane, you know, even though they were they weren't married, but uh, she got pregnant, uh, she miscarried. Um, Norman still stole the baby, right? Because, right. because Wait, from, what? from what Marvel said, right? Yeah, from what Marvel said, everything still happened. And the last we saw of the baby, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Zach, but it uh, was uh, it had been delivered over to Norman, hadn't it? The during Revelations, they the baby was was kidnapped and and stolen. Now the original plan was for them to find the baby. That got changed when they brought in John Byrne. Instead, we got instead of getting Baby May, we got Aunt May, and yeah. that was awesome. Now, is nah. the baby stillborn or alive? Technically, if you want to go by by, act, by actually what happened, the yeah. baby should be alive, and they think the baby's dead. That yes. should that should that should yes. be the current status quo. Now, I was getting uh, concerned for a moment because you said. She had a miscarriage, and the Norman kidnapped the baby. Some like Norman oh, kidnapped the dead <laughs> fetus, or <laughs> no? I'm sorry, actually, I guess I could have done a better job describing oh, that. But that's a okay. bastard, that villain. He kidnapped a fetus. But, uh, it was oh it was either Quesada or Brevert who, after one more day, came out and said that the, everything that happened had happened, except that they even said we'll we're never we're just never going to reference the baby again. Right. So, I mean. And they had referenced the baby even before uh, Joe Joe got there. So, I mean, it was something that they um, they wanted to sweep under the rug anyway. I remember what a what a disappointing pain in the ass it was when they were teasing us that because they kept you know and like like Zach mentioned that May's alive, May's alive, and everybody was thinking, oh my god, oh my god, it's baby May, it's baby May, and it turned out to be Ant Man. People were like, you just ruined one of the best deaths in Spider Man. Of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Yeah. ASM 400 of the Death AMA. Yeah. Peter, what is it like when you fly out over the city? OMFG. I, I'm still I'm getting chilled. <clears throat> okay, JR and Zach. Let's just do Zach on this. Uh, multi-part question. Many people felt that Spider-Verse had far too many characters and that the inheritors killing Spider-Heroes across the multiverse didn't make for a very compelling story. So, if you had to pick at most seven different spider heroes to focus upon alongside Peter Parker, who would they be and why and what would the story you'd tell about them? Okay. Um, three are going to be... Why not eight? I know. Uh, well, seven. Be, there would be eight total with, with Peter. So, you already got Peter. I would do um, Mayday for the obvious reason. Uh, that's his daughter. Uh, Kane because that's his, that's his you know, demented brother. Uh, ben, because the 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 it's his twin, the, yeah, which, which is Kane's Kane's twin and 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 Peter's twin, and the three of them getting together and interacting, I think, would be a phenomenal story, especially if they plucked Ben shortly before shortly before he dies. We were talking about this on CSC the other day. Um, uh, the other the others I would do, I would do Spider Gwen because I think that the concept's a really good concept. I would do. Um, I would do Aranya. I think Aranya is a, a viable character. Uh, and I think I got one, one more. What about Miles? I would do Miles, yeah. Miles is... Yeah. It, 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 so it's easy. That's an easy yeah. lineup right there. You can do a lot with it and have a lot of fun with it. Uh, to everyone, put aside your... Re- 
realistically thinking Renew Your Vows will be, ideally, what would you want the story to be about to serve as an entertaining read? I think I... I Spider-Man kicks the devil's ass. Please. <laughs> That's what we want. We Spider-Man w- goes to hell. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Spider-Man goes to hell. Written by Meatloaf. If, if, Dare- <laughs> if Daredevil and Nightcrawler... Spider out of hell, yeah. If Daredevil and Nightcrawler can punch this dude in the face... Oh my god! Why, yes. why can Spider-Man not? Please, please. That's what we want for renew your vows. We don't. I don't think we want a book where Spider-Man's just in an apartment changing a diaper. You know, I mean, or or uh, doing homework at the kitchen table. I mean, we want the devil deal to be done, undone. I want. I want Mary Spidey back. I mean. Plain as yeah. day, that's what I want. I, when they did that, when they selfishly did that, I was, let me admit, uh, it took a lot away from the character, and it took a lot of what had made, you know, had helped make the character great uh, through the, the shit ass years of the '90s and through so much of the 2000s. Right. Ashley, what are your top ten favorite Spider-Man stories? Okay, not quite ten, so same as Brad, but tried to put together a list. Um, I liked the first volume of Spider-Man Noir. I've said that many times. I really enjoyed the Kingpin arc from Ultimate. That is some of the funniest stuff I've ever read. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, the jokes. Trying to, oh, right. The, the the death of Peter Parker in Ultimate. That's something that still haunts me like five years later, and I still refuse to read in the Ultimate because I'm not over it yet. Um, <laughs> the original... Was- um, when... Spider-Man and Black Cat were dating, and the way their relationship broke apart, I really liked that. It was just really... It's completely different just reading the summary and then reading how it actually happens. It's just, I don't know, it's just really tragic of people. Two people who just, I don't know, they care about each other, but they just miscommunicate, and I don't know, there's... It was a lot more complicated than I I thought, and it it just really got the emotions down really well. I really like that. Um... Spider-Man's first encounter with Doctor Strange was always a fun one. Um, let me see. The Inspectacular Spider-Man, probably one of my number one favorites. The whole twist with um, Black Cap was that her father, Walter Hardy, was the the thief who shot Uncle Ben. And that was one of the big reveals later on. And unfortunately, they didn't really get to see that through to any kind of conclusion. But it was... I don't remember that. Really? The cartoon? Oh, well, it was from the cartoon. Yeah, the cartoon, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. I'm like, what? I thought that was a really great twist and a great... I totally... I've totally forgotten about that. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's... the If I could have any one part of Spectacular continued, that would be one number. It was was just such a cliffhanger. Like, oh, you can't just... You can't just run out on that and then maybe a little more controversially I did um, the evil that men do where Spider-Man and Black Cat teamed up except for like the last issue and a half where it I was about to say the shark yeah Yeah, they jumped the shark I'm like okay this is this is it's been years since I read (laughs) I love when it became about like when it became all about rape I'm like okay you're you're trying to make it a PSA about hardcore drug overdosing rape Incest, sexual abuse inside, like between family members. I'm like, okay, okay, this is just too much. Pick one, or like pick two <laughs> out of three. <laughs> <laughs> just too much. Yeah. Oh wow. 
Man, I I forgot. I have always never ever gotten why people want to throw in rape as a plot point. Because it's dark. I yeah, I guess so. Because it's and I'm like, dude, it's but it's it's and this is terrible thing to say now, but because people do that, it's it's cliche now. Mm -hmm. It's like ooh, and but we need her to be edgy. So what can we do? Ooh, she was raped, and I'm like, kind of. It's one of those writing shortcuts. You just take something really horrible, and you have instant drama. So. So it's like it's like lazy writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I could see that. Yeah, to everyone, Roger Stern is cons- oh, was that the last the oh the that, yeah, that was all of it for me. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, to everyone, Roger Stern is considered by many to be the best Spider-Man writer of all time. Terry Cavanaugh is considered to be one of the least, one of the one, at least one of the worst. What is one thing, a story, an idea that you think Cavanaugh did that was honestly good, or showed promise and similar layer similarities similarly similarly woo. What's one thing you think Stern got wrong or could have improved on? Um, <clears throat> I can't think of anything one thing Stern did wrong. Uh, now, Brad, you know me. I, who loves Uncle Raj? You do. I love Roger Stern. Yeah. I take a bullet for Roger Stern. Um, <laughs> I disagree vehemently with Roger Stern and his, his uh, stance on the marriage. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I, and I will to my dying day. Now, notice, fans out there, that you can disagree with someone without calling them a hater. That's true. That, that's a lesson for, for a lot of you folks. Now, um, so I, that was uh, he was wrongheaded about that, but at the same time, or I don't, he just he doesn't agree with Mary Jane being the one for Peter is what Roger Stern's basic. Well, he doesn't think Spider-Man should be married. He doesn't. He doesn't agree with Mary Jane either. No, Madam. but. And Mary Jane isn't in but much it didn't, of his... No, life. she's not. I mean, but oh. he has written Mary Jane before, and when he writes her, he does a good job with it. Um, so, I, and I shouldn't say wrong-headed on that. that that's, that's not... That's not, Differing of opinion. Yeah, just different opinion. There you go. Um, but that's the only thing I can think of, really, that stands out. I mean, he gave us some of the best Spider-Man work ever. Like, ever, ever. So... Um, and as Terry Cavanaugh, no, I, I, I wish JR was here. Uh, uh, Zach, help me with Web of Spider-Man, Terry Cavanaugh, oh, and, wow. and the clone. Is there any good storyline that he did in Web? Well, I mean, he he did introduce for for me. Obviously, he did introduce Ben Riley. Uh, well, he he started the. I mean, he yeah. didn't he say let's bring the clone saga back. I mean, that yeah. He, he well, he 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 suggested well, why don't we bring the clone back and and yeah. That uh, but he had done some awful stories. I mean, who is Facade? We still don't know who Facade is. Um, yeah. um, <laughs> you had that one um, Infinity uh, Gauntlet thing or Crusade, Infinity Crusade. Oh, and Web. Oh, oh God. God, that was awful. And then you know you had the Sandstorm and Sandman team up uh, book in in Web. Yeah. That was awful. Um, Alex Savick. Alex Savick. Alex Savick was the only good thing about Web for a yeah, long time. Exactly. Um, but Kavanaugh, I. I guess he uh, he had some incriminating photos of Tom DeFalco and or something because I, I can't understand why he uh, ever got a job because none of his stuff was that good. Uh, lockdown. Our buddy Ryan from Illinois. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Brad, with Spider-Man 299 being canceled and being rebranded as Avengers 299, do you think the book barely got a chance to shine, or do you trust that Peter David will make lemonade from lemons? Lemons. He always makes lemonade from lemons. <laughs> from lemonades? 
But it's laminates. Just, he's making laminates. Mm. Lemonade from turning lemonade into laminates. Ah. What going to be doing? No, I'm I'm picking up the book obviously because I like 2099. I like uh, Peter David, and I want to see where he goes goes with this. Uh, I just read an issue of 2099 where the Punisher comes back after 20 years in the 2099 universe, and I was just like, "Whoa, that's cool!" It's Jake something. I forget what his last name was. Yeah, Punisher did a good job against. Uh, oh, Dam- he Damos. I know that he kicked that or, ass against Damos, one of many Damos's clones. Exactly, because that's I, I, not tiring. Anyway, right. I, 2099. Well, I guarantee almost when they re-release Amazing Spider-Man number one or whatever it's going to be again. Spider-Man 2099 will get a number one again. I, I, I'm almost positive. Well, every every book out there is going to get a number one after this. I, I know. And we're just going to keep doing that forever, apparently. Yeah. Uh, one for Zach slash JR. I was loving your spider history on the Clone Saga last podcast. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good spider history, Zach. Zach, you did great on the spider history. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Clone Saga Chronicles, the podcast, but okay. There you go. Great to hear you had the exact same thoughts I had when uh, I returned to Spider-Man in the 90s. With that said... What are your thoughts when they brought back the Stacy family post-Clone Saga with Arthur, Jill, and Paul Stacy? I felt they were a wasted opportunity, especially with Paul, because they were going to reveal he had manic depression, but editorial felt that was too much and decided to just try to make him into the new Flash Thompson for Peter. I'm going to tell you right now, this is oh. something that I'm, I'm channeling my JR here in, in response to this yeah. question, but I yeah. think... It's just typical Howard Mackey. He introduces a subplot, doesn't yeah. tell her what the end game is yep. with it, and it ends. I loved them bringing in Jill and Paul and, and Arthur. I thought that was a great way. You know, you know, Jill would have would have made a better subplot or, uh, shortly after Gwen died in the seventies. Right. What do you? Th- I mean, that was, I mean, as a, as a possible love interest. Right. I mean, that would it didn't work with a, with a married Spider Man. Right. But I think it w- it would have added some drama. I think that would have been neat. Well, we I think we didn't need her though. We already had enough drama. Right. And I I, I I also think that the what they did right with Jill was her and Mary Jane instantly becoming friends. Yes, because, that is true. Because Jill wanted to be closer to the people that Gwen was closer to, and that was I thought that was always a good plot yeah, point. That they was did. good. George, what do you think of Stegron's recent use in the Spider-Man and the X-Men story? Uh, I didn't think it was too bad, but felt it wasn't the best use of Stegron, but it did catch his wanting a new age of dinosaurs. I uh, didn't read them. Yeah, you did. You read I Spider-Man. I didn't read them. Well, you've, you've forgotten that you read it? Just shut up. I never read them. <laughs> they were never, never released. Wow, you have deleted that file from your brain. Now that I said, well, I said my piece on it earlier, and now I've moved past that, and the healing can start. All right. <laughs> Zach, why do you think Marvel has had a problem pissing off writers on their books when they are making the books so great? Does editorial really think they know better when the writers or the creative team is making them money, but they still want to go in a different direction with the book? Yes. I think of examples of writers like Paul Jenkins, Straczynski, J.M.D. Mateus, etc. It seems they never learn. What did Jenkins do? Um, well, Jenkins got forced to doing six-part stories when that's never been a strong suit. He want, They made him do the uh, the Queen story, didn't they? And spec. the Queen story, the Venom story, and the Doc Ock story. I tell you what, I mean, for me, Paul Jenkins was a breath of fresh air when he got there. Oh yeah, I know it. and took over that one, or took over uh, Peter, Peter Parker. Parker. Oh for yeah, one in, one in two part stories you can't beat Jenkins. No, yeah, yeah. really can't. I, I think I, part of the problem is, is also Peter David taking off the Hulk. 
that was an editorial mandate that the Hulk hasn't recovered in 20 years now. I'll say this. Writing in comic books is a collaborative process. There's a collaboration between the writer and the artist, and, and, and sometimes that collaborative process, there's, there's differences of opinion. You see this between writers and artists all the time. It's no different than between editors and writers themselves. Um, you know, we don't know what the sausage making of, of a, producing a comic <laughs> book is, to, for lack of a better term. Yeah. But um, I think that <laughs> there is egos involved. There's egos with the writers and the artists and, of course, the editors. So, uh, you know, and back in the day, a lot of the editors were former writers, so they did want to put their influence in that. Oh, I, I get his question now. I took his question wrong. He said I can think of examples. Well, no, I didn't think his question wrong. He said I got to think of examples. Never mind. Uh, forget I said anything. Ashley, I love hearing your cosplay stories, especially about the Black Cat. What other cosplays have you wanted to try outside of Black Cat, and is there one you were just dying to try one day? Okay, cool. I actually pulled up my whole list here, which has about, oh, you have a list. A it list. Has about 90 different list. items on it. But uh, oh, wow. I'll go over some of the brief ones. I think one of my big dream cosplays is Cortana from Halo. And I want to, like, uh, if I could program some fiber optics and get like some LED strips in there so the numbers are running up and down it because, you know, she's supposed to be a digital and everything. and That'd be really cool. That's one of my big ones. Um, Ink from Batman Beyond. She has a really cool design. I can pull off some cool things with latex there. Um, let me see. Silk? No. Who? <laughs> you. That's me she said you. I said who. <laughs> Oh, who? <laughs> she, who and ooh, um, by the way. Oh, this is a little more obscure. I guess uh, Shine Up and from St. Seiya. It's an old 80s anime that's super cheesy and fabulous. And she's got these giant leg warmers that are awesome. But um, they even sell those anymore? <laughs> that's why you make them yourself. Ah, ah. <laughs> uh, Any Marvel characters? Marvel characters. There are plenty of those, Tim. I, I didn't have those on my list, unfortunately. So, just off the top of my head, let's see, um, Rogue, definitely Rogue. Um, what version? Like the green hoodie, or what? With the full, you know, skunk stripe in her hair, and the, you know, big 80s like the hair. Gym, the jacket. The yeah, jacket. The 90s Rogue, yeah. Mm. Hoodie. Shut your mouth, Brad Douglas. <laughs> no, I'm talking like Avengers Annual 10 Rogue, with the hood, well, the hood over her head. Oh, duh, Kamala. And uh, any version of Miss Marvel. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange. I mean, kind of. I was I was working on a variant, just like kind of a. I think I've seen a female Doctor Strange. There's uh, a really good the... one out on the. You can Google it. She has a really good one. I really like what she it did. Right hitting the Googles now. <laughs> if, if, if it's a male character, it probably oh, has a. Oh wow! Let's see. Um. Oh wow, yeah, with the blue background and the uh, yeah, oh, there you go. That's a cool. Yeah, one. that is. There's a lot of Doctor Strange costs. Ooh, I yeah, love that. that's the one. I love it. <laughs> George is right-clicking save as as we speak. I'm staring at my hand. <laughs> oh hey, no, hey, right-clicking hey. it, Brag. Freak. <laughs> oh, wow. They are when you need them. Oh, oh wow. Wow. Okay, Jesus, Brad. <laughs> Well, you said wearing out my hand. How am I supposed to take that? Oh, yeah. So, like, okay. Dirty dirty man. Man. 
that's cool. All right, still a nerd. Oh, well, he he couldn't make it in, but he put in a question for us. Uh, Washington State, our buddy. Uh, spectacular. Mike. Uh, hello, Crawlspacers. Mike, a.k.a. Still on Earth here with some good news and bad news. The bad news is that, unfortunately, I won't be able to appear on this Saturday's podcast as scheduled. I have a previous engagement for that evening. The good news in the, is that uh, filling in for me will be a longtime favorite and host of the Clone Saga Chronicles and all-around stand-up guy, Zach. Uh, so if you have any questions for... Does this even have a question for no. us? No! Ha 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 It's like I'm wearing out my hand over here. Oh. Uh, <laughs> God, is that a thing now? <laughs> uh, you just got branded. Hey, uh, no. <laughs> is that like a uh, Harry Palm Peter? Oh my! Oh Harry Palm Peter, my God, Uncle Harry Handed Peter. It was Harry, Harry Handed Peter. There you go, Aziz from uh, location on the Gotham Gargoyles. Glad Ditko is coming out, clearing out why he left Spider-Man. For that, I'll ask a Ditko-related question. Who is one member from Spider-Man's supporting cast he drew better than the rest? And who from the villains he drew better than the rest? His Mysterio is pretty good. I like... I love, ironically enough, Amazing Spider-Man number 13, the first appearance of Mysterio. The the webs that are coming at Mysterio from Spider-Man look very cool. And that just the 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 fishbowl head and the clouds. I liked his Mysterio a lot. I liked uh, I like his Doc Ock. Yeah, I mean you can't go the, wrong with his Doc Ock. His his Goblin, I'm not a fan of. I like yeah, Romita's the broomstick goblin. goblin was a little weird, and then and then yeah, and then the, very muscular thighs. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. He's he's been working on his not his hand but his thighs yeah. Wow. Uh, Bye, master. You all right over there, Ashley? You okay? She's like getting late for Ashley. Ashley's like thighs, thighs. She's thinking of KFC from a previous podcast. Uh, original recipe thighs. Um, some weird dreams tonight. Thanks, Brad. Um, anybody else like Ditko's villains or supporting cast? His Betty Brant I liked. It was very 60-ish, Mad Men-ish, you know? She's swinging single, you know. Yeah, I liked his Betty Brant. I liked his Jameson. I really um, liked his Felicia Hardy. I know I harp on about Black Cat all the time, but she just looked, I don't know, she looked like one of those Hollywood starlets, you know, where they put Vaseline on the lens to make them look, you know. Ditko didn't, didn't draw Black Cat. didn't do Felicia. Am I? Oh, no. You're thinking of Cleo. No. <laughs> I thought you're thinking of, you're thinking of Clea. He, wrote, he, Strange. he drew Clea in Doctor Strange, and she, she had white like hair. Her. Is that who you're thinking of? It might be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's late. It's all right. Um, Sorry. No, I think I was. I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking about like just the the early, you know, her first appearance. And I thought it was similar, and okay. See, for the 80s, that's far enough back for Ashley to that she just considers it the 60s. <laughs> By the way, Ashley, no one on this podcast was in World War II. <laughs> now, wait a minute. I was like that introduced in 79. I'm, I know I'm being a nitpicking bastard, but anyway. Yeah, um, yeah she's got me, Brad. One thing I don't like about Ditko, his Aunt May is 105 years old. <laughs> it's a true story. His Aunt May is <clears> like 70. Aunt May is on deathbed. There ain't no way she's getting action from a Jameson. Aunt May, and Aunt May looks like one of those white great raisins. 
his Aunt May is like, uh, it's just so old. I mean, yeah, I guess I'm not a fan of that. Uh, let's see, that was the last question. <laughs> what a note to end it on. Any final <laughs> thoughts? Let's go around the horn. Zach slash JR. Do you want to do recommendations? We haven't done that in a few months, but feel free. Go ahead. Uh, what do you recommend? It's been a long time since I've got to do some recommendations. So I, I haven't done a recommendation all year, but go ahead. Uh, I'm going to recommend the Spider-Man Unlimited video game, the mobile game. I, that's fun. It's fun, and it is also very addicting. And, and you can continue for only a dollar. Oh, I know. And, I know. And, uh, I haven't, I haven't I, played it, but I wouldn't play a game that told me I could continue for a dollar. Yeah. Well, what, or you can wait ten minutes to get more life. Well, yeah, that just makes that, me want to delete it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of different. It, I mean, it's got a lot of different Spider-Man costumes, and you can play. Let me guess which one you're playing. Um, I've played as Scarlet Spider and as Spider Ben and Spider Girl. You even have Bagman Spider as an option. I mean, they've got every Spider-Man costume if, you can think if, of. If, you, if, if it existed as a Spider-Man costume, it's there. Yeah, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. I am going to also recommend um, Comixology. I have gone completely. Yes. I've con- gone completely digital now. Uh, I, read, read it on the iPad, huh? I read it on my iPad, and it's it's very convenient, very handy. In fact, I was as we were talking as Brad was going through his. Wonderful rundown of ASM thirteen. It's uh, I was <laughs> a couple podcasts ago. A couple yeah. podcasts ago, I was following along on the iPad. Of course, I got to recommend um, the Spidey Dude Network and the three shows. Also, I uh, Big Al and Frogo. We mentioned both of them over the last couple episodes. They are now part of the Spidey Dude staff, so you can see them their stuff up on Spidey Dude uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Cool. Uh, Ashley, you reading anything? You watching anything that you recommend? What would you um, that other people should? We used to do this segment a while back, and and I just kind of fallen off since the podcast gets so late. Is it just strictly Spider Man related, or no. anything re- anything related? Anything related? Well, I don't know. We used to do anything I, I, I in mean, general. I mean, I, mean, I misspoke. <laughs> I misspoke. Anything that you'd like to recommend? Don't um, don't 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 ruin the legacy, Jomo. Come on. <laughs> I recommend George's other hand. No, <laughs> oh, I can't think of anything Spider-Man related right now. But um, anything that you're that you've gotten into. Anything, I just anything wrapped up the. I just finished uh, the first arc in uh, Miss Marvel, and it was, it was, it, it was uh, very refreshing. After all the Spider Verse crap, it's nice to actually read a comment that kind of makes you think a little bit, and we actually, I don't know, feel really comfortable and good reading it. So Miss Marvel not, has had a fantastic run. Not Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel. Kamala yeah. Khan. Okay, yeah. Where is that? George, any recommendations uh, for you, uh, American? <laughs> for you, Amer- why are you laughing? I thought you were just about to zing me. <laughs> <laughs> you just so many times I you hear words no, coming out of my mouth now that I'm no, about to say something no, bad about the you. Word, the words were for you, and I I expected to hear for you, Douglas, a big f you. <laughs> wow. Obviously, I was mistaken, so I apologize. Go ahead. So okay, no, okay. Yeah, so for you non uh, UK viewers, you who have already seen uh, the new season of Downton Abbey, uh, Downton Abbey is starting up uh, again here in uh, the US. Uh, we're we're watching the current season, which is series five, which in the UK started or premiered back in September. Uh, but uh, so that's starting up over here. Although I've already seen series five. Uh, and uh, it's it's great. Uh, I always have to catch up on uh, Anna and Mr. Bates, as Anna says. 
Um, well, and every every dude out there is like, really, dude, Downton Abbey? You know? Oh yeah, that's the show that beats the crawl space on iTunes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I watch the show. I love the show. I'm eating up with the show, but yeah, the podcast has to go down. Um, also, uh, in the last few days, I finally got into Community, uh, which I had never watched before. You know, and I. I haven't liked series television for a long time. Um, when people were just going crazy for things like 30 Rock, I'll tell you now, I straight up hate Tina Fey. Aww. I don't like Tina Fey, and I don't like Amy, Amy Peeler, or Polar, or however the hell else you say it. Both and you them. read for a living. Oh, wait, that doesn't work. Both <laughs> of, no, you, you, you never get to say things like that, Doug. I know it, I know it. <laughs> but both of them grate on me like, like Gouda against a cheese shredder. Whoa. All right? Wow. I, just, I can't, I don't like them. Um, but so I never, I never really paid attention. And plus, NBC sucks. So I haven't really watched, uh, you know, things like Thirty Rock. I haven't, I haven't watched things like, and I'm not going to watch Thirty Rock. I haven't watched things like Park and Recreation, which I also hear is good. But I also passed up on Community. Uh, and for Shame. whatever reason, huh? Shame. <laughs> I know, and I finally got into it uh, a few days ago, I, and so I'm watching them. I started watching them from the start, and I mean, I, I've spent like the last few days, literally that's all I've been doing, is eating mm-hmm. popcorn and watching uh, the... Watch, watching that is exactly how I did it. I watched the first three seasons in about five days. I know, you just keep going. Through. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm going to do with Daredevil when it gets on Netflix. Well, yes. and, and this show is hysterically funny. Mm-hmm. See, I thought it was going to be like this kind of... And this is my fault for generalizing, but I thought it was going to be another NBC preachy soapboxy piece of shit. No, <laughs> and it's funny because you know, but but it wasn't that. It was like it was. In fact, it was. You could the way I looked at it was like this is written for people like me. This is written for people, <coughs> excuse me, who are tired of political correctness. Mm-hmm. You know, and who are tired of being preached at and beaten over the head with. Social justice and things like that. It's mm. just funny, and they make fun of everything. <coughs> Excuse me. Really sharp. There's some it is. and silly. Yeah, and yeah. There's some great stuff on community. So that's that's my other recommendation. I've got one. Uh, bef- anybody else got any more before I wrap it up? I was going to mention two <coughs> things. Flash okay, and go ahead. Arrow. If you're not watching Flash, Flash and Arrow, Arrow, you need to. They're phenomenal. Flash to I- me. Is is what Spider Man on TV should be. Wow, I can't wait till it gets to Netflix. Well, I've got. I like the Flash, but what bugs me about it is that <coughs> this character has jack all to do with Barry Allen. I know it's so much more like Wally West. I mean, it has nothing to do with Barry Allen at all, and they, I mean, they call they'll use his name, but they yeah, it, it really is more like Wally. Yeah. Uh, Ashley will uh, appreciate this next recommendation. I'm going to recommend that we all wish a happy birthday. Uh, today, February 8th, as we're recording this, we started recording on February 7th, but uh, today is Josh Keaton's birthday, the best voice actor <laughs> of Spider-Man, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I just looked on uh, my Facebook, <clears throat> and it says today is Josh Keaton's birthday, so I want to wish Josh Keaton a happy birthday. That's a good way to end the show. And what, what are we going to do for Drake Bell's birthday? <clears throat> don't, don't answer that. Okay. No. Oh, by the way, by the way, this, I'll share a Drake Bell story with you that just happened today. Uh, we we were uh, sitting around watching television, and the movie Yours, Mine, and Ours came on the television. It's the remake, not the Lucille Ball one, but the uh, Thor's mama. What's her name? Uh, oh, uh, Bridget. Frigga. 
No, 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 no. The actress that played Thor's mama that was in Lethal Weapon 3. Oh, Renee Russo. The Rene Russo version and uh, that guy that's Randy Quaid's brother, Dennis Quaid. That that remake version. So we're watching this with little Ava, who's four. And uh, we're watching it, and I'm like, well, I've never seen this movie. And I, I like the, the Henry Fonda, Lucille Ball version, so I'll watch a little bit of it. <clears throat> and uh, they, the, the thing is, the, the storyline is how the, the families merge. Uh, Dennis Quaid has ten kids. Rene Russo has... 16 or something like that. So one of the random kids in it, I go, holy crap, that's Drake Bell. And my wife turns to me and she goes, how the hell do you know who Drake Bell is? <laughs> and I'm like, he's Spider-Man. And you're like, I've heard of his work. I've heard of his work. <laughs> the Bitchcraft song is a classic. Yeah. <laughs> we watch Bitchcraft in the newsroom all the time. <laughs> anyway, Drake Bell is in Yours, Mine, and Ours, a movie from the what, 2006 and 7. So, anyway, bottom line, happy birthday, Josh Keaton. Thank you, panelists, for all your work. I like, this how, you, I like how you exit, exit the word <laughs> panelists. Thank, thank you, panelists. panelists. Thank you to George's hand. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you to Zach. Uh, thank you to Ashley and JR. I hope you feel better. And my name is.